And welcome to Let's Talk Healing. I am your host, Anna. And today we are discussing energy vampires, which come in many, many different forms. We've got a bit of a different program for you today. Um, We are going to launch this topic with one of the regular guests that we have on the show, uh, an Akana energy healing method practitioner, and that is Carol, and we have her uh, here today. Atana's work, uh, just before I introduce Carol, is incredibly powerful, and one of the aspects that make it so unique is that uh, it can be taught, and there are practitioners, and you can learn it yourself. So it's really interesting for us to have Carol with us today to be able to discuss this topic and share it from a slightly different perspective. So thank you to our sponsors. I'd like to thank our listeners once again for tuning in and sharing this program with us uh, on this very interesting topic. So hello, Carol. Hello, Anna. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. Uh, It's been a very interesting time in the world recently. There's a lot of very dynamic astrological things happening and a lot of people are struggling with quite deep uh, challenges in their life. And one of those ones that seem to be coming up a lot is energy vampires, people that use energy for their own dramas. They take energy from other people. I'm sure we all know some people that when we're around make us feel not so great. So we really wanted to launch into this topic today and discuss well, what are energy vampires? How does that work? And I'd love to just chat through some examples that you might be able to share with us, Carol. Okay. Well, as I mean, as the name suggests, it's it's people or things that are taking taking someone's life force for themselves. And I like to think about it like Atana teaches us that we are this unlimited source of life force. It's it's never ending, we're unlimited, we're immensely vast. We just don't always remember that. So we fall into lack thinking. You know, like there's not enough. There's not enough of this, there's not enough of that, there's not enough time, there's not enough money. There's not enough space. You know, we we get into that thinking and we forget that we are unlimited and we are connected to unlimited life force from our source. And sometimes that forgetting is very convenient for others. And I think it would be really good to to look at the areas that 
sometimes there's energy vampires who are maybe more aware than others, right? So, like, sometimes people are drawing other people's life force and have no clue that they're doing that. They are just simply in lack themselves and feel like they've just got a, you know, they're in survival mode themselves maybe and feel like they're just like grasping at anything that can, you know, supply them with some life force and mm. just without even knowing that they're doing that. And um, so that would be like somebody who's like really in the depths of survival mode, survival thinking, kind of like a drowning person, you know, how they, you know, they train lifeguards to to yeah. work with a drowning person who's like fighting them because they're just like grabbing and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes I see that as an aspect that we want to look at is that people aren't always aware that they're doing it. They're just so desperate to survive, that they just grab any kind of life force they can. Yeah, and yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it, I guess, because, um, you know, yeah, being that desperate, I guess, trying to get a hold of anything, energy is the most freely and abundant <laughs> thing there is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and so on the other side of that, it's like, if we have people out there who are desperate and they're grasping at any bit of life force that's available, then we have to say to ourselves, why is my life force available? If you feel like somebody's taking your life force from you, then the question is, why Why is it available for them to take? And I... I you know, it took me years to really understand when somebody was taking my life force. As I think I've mentioned before on here, I had been so well, you know, like walls up, I guess, with all the traumas in my life and the experiences in my life that I had shut down my access to feeling. So mm. I didn't really have that awareness when my life force was being drained. And I know there are a lot of people out there now who do feel that. I mean, I would feel drained sometimes after a conversation with somebody, but I wouldn't think that I'm energetically drained. You know, this is like back in the day before I met Atana and before I started doing this energy work. But so, so I have that understanding of like, if, of of going through the the conscious process of having to take that check like what am i doing with my life force is my life force in me is my life force being seeped out of me because i have holes in my aura is uh are there access points where other people can you know just reach in and take some life force so ultimately, so you can look at it from both sides. You've got you've got some people that are are very uh, desperate in survival mode, and then you've got yourself. It's like, okay, well, it's okay for my life force to stay with me. I, that's something that 
Um, I remember, you know, Atana teaching us over and over again, it's okay for us to keep our life force for ourselves because it's abundant. Everybody has the same access to life force. Maybe not all just, people um, know it. Just on that topic, Carol, so I just want to dive a little bit deeper into that if we can because so what what you're saying is people don't understand that it's okay to keep their life force because it's abundant and it's ever being able to be topped up um, and they can keep their own. Um, can we just just explain to people a little bit further about how that works? My favorite example is one that was um, taught to me in my own life experience. So it's for me, it was as if I was standing there and the sun was shining and someone was standing in front of me holding an umbrella between me and the sun. So the sun is freely abundant. Everybody on the planet gets sunshine, right, if they just walk out and be in the sun. So it was like somebody was holding an umbrella between me and the sun and they were saying, uh, well, sure, you can have some sunshine. You just have to pay me for it first, and then I'll move the umbrella, and <laughs> you can have some sunshine. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, throughout my life, I was like, oh, okay, here. Um, I have to pay you, and then I can have some sunshine. And I think that's where that comes from. I think there's that training, programming, cultural, whatever it is, I think it comes at us from multiple levels where we have to give something away. We have to either pay, we have to pay for it somehow in order to get the sun. So put Mm. in the life force, we feel like if we're receiving life force, then we have to be sending something out somewhere in order to feel worthy to receive it, to Mm. receive a life force. So we get into this pattern of, like, giving our life force away. Um, Or, you know, like, uh, well, and we're taught to do that in our culture, in our societies, that that's a virtuous thing, is to give give of yourself and... um, but what we've turned it into is that we're actually like draining ourselves because we don't remember that it's always coming in. You know, our heart is always beating. We're always breathing. That's that's us moving our life force. And so it's about remembering that we get. To, it's okay. We get to have our life force, and we don't have to pay anybody for it. Mm. Okay, thank you. That was a good analogy. I like that one. <laughs> so then you were going to, I think, go on to say that once you've realized that, um, it's been not as easy for people to take it. Is that right? Yeah, because then you can start working. When Once you start looking at where is my life force, is it with me? Is it outside of me? You start to work with that idea of claiming the space in your body. Uh, Because if you don't claim your space, what will? Who will? What will? Um, So when you start claiming your space in your body and start filling it with your own life force, then you 
have that kind of self-approval, right? Like, this is okay for my life force to be in this space that was once filled with an entity. (laughs) It's like, okay, I'm going to claim it back from the entity now. The entity came in, started taking my life force, and because that space was empty, it could hang out there for a while. And so through energy work, through sacred inner dialogue, through these modalities that Atana teaches us, we can start to become aware of is, is like, am I full of my life force or are there parts of me, places in me that is um, being taken up by something or someone else? Even if that's just an emotion. Yeah, right. That's a that's a powerful thing to be thinking about because emotions can just overtake us and then are very hard to get rid of. Exactly. Sometimes. So, well, <laughs> but it, it can seem like that, right? That it can be like um, somebody might just have this, uh, especially if you're not even really sure where the emotion's coming from. You know, I I talk to quite a few people that will tell me they. They function fine during the day. They, you know, they get up, they get dressed, they go to work, they manage the family, and, you know, they do everything. But when they're in stillness, they can sense, like, an underlying sadness that's, like, deep within them. And mm. and it's like, so that sadness is, is filling a space. It's, there's, it's filling a space in, in you somewhere, on some energetic mm. level. And mm. and once it once we get so comfortable with it being there, it's just kind of kind of like becomes a part of you, right? The and new normal, yeah. The new normal, and and you and you may or may not feel that you are powerful enough to change that sadness. Um, you know, I yeah, I I meet people that don't really have that understanding that they have the ability they they have the power over how they feel and Mm. you know I know when you're in the depths of of an emotion sometimes it does feel like the emotion can overtake you but when you know say you're in a crying bout you know or something like that but when once that and crying can be very healing by the way but once that's done, then you, and you're taking your breath and you're kind of settling back down again, you can look and say, uh, do I want to experience that kind of sadness again? And if I don't want to experience that kind of sadness again, maybe I can make the choice right now that I, so the sadness was telling me something. So maybe I take that information and utilize it to to transform an aspect so that the that I don't have to go to that level of sadness again. Mm. Yeah, that's really that's an interesting thought. And we want to transform these because we don't want to always go back and repeat the same things. 
So what we I've just been chatting away to you, Carol, and I realised that we need to take a commercial break. <laughs> and okay. when we come back, we're going to dive back into this topic a little bit further, energy vampires. Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. Once again, I'm your host, Anna, and we have been talking to Carol, who, as I spoke about, is an Atana method practitioner, and she has been learning this practice of Atana's uh, work for, is it 14 years, Carol, or 11 years? I can't remember. 11, 11 years. 11 years. So it's a long time, and she is an expert in all things energy healing. Uh, I've really enjoyed that conversation, Carol. We, I wanted to filter back now to the star of the show, who this show is dedicated to every week, who is Atana, who is just amazing and has come up with this method and he teaches other people how to use it so they can heal themselves, they can heal their families, they can heal their businesses and really what it's all about is healing the world. Because uh, as I understand, if you heal that aspect within you, it also heals part of the world. So, hello, Atana. Hello, wonderful being. Hello, wonderful beings. I'm so grateful to be on air and in the air at this moment. I'm just kind of flying. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we love that you fly. Atana, we've been having a very interesting discussion with Carol around energy vampires today. And we were just talking a little bit about how people often are not aware that they enable other people or entities to take their life force. And that's sometimes a very unconscious practice. And we've been talking a lot about how you don't need to do that because you've got you're connected to the source, connected to the oneness, and that energy is always available. You don't need to steal it from others. I'd like to sort of have a chat with you as well about people that do take other people's energy in mm-hmm. more of a conscious way, um, mm-hmm. and that could be entities or that could be 
uh, other beings or that could be human beings. I'd love to understand a little bit more about that. Yeah, and um, I um, I have um, experiences with that on a daily basis. I help people to be aware uh, where that's happening and also where we allow that to happen. And um, sometimes it's like these um, these little kicks that are falling on people, um, and it's um, it's something that you have to think about. When we have parasites or energy parasites or energy vampires in our system, you can also be on a level where you literally can outsmart this whole system because what if you have unresolved, heavy, toxic energy and you have an energy vampire that then feeds off of you, then you wouldn't really mind. But usually when you have a very refined, high vibrational frequency you don't really want anybody to um, take that life force, take that energy. Um, and often when that happens, uh, what we sense is an immediate depletion. And when that depletion is taking place, of course, we have to replenish that life force with our chakra, with our energy systems. Our chakras, our energy centers, they spin. So in order for us to have a day's worth of life force, we have to feed the body, we have to go to work, we have to care for it, we have to have a roof above the head, uh, we have to have a shower, etc. So we have to keep ourselves literally going and alive and fully nourished and nurtured in order for us to generate life force. Because these chakras, they spin and generate this life force. And every time, even though we don't fully recognize that we are, that our system is doing something and working, we are generating that energy by bringing it in from the multiverse in form of chi, of prana, of life force. And as we bring it in, when somebody takes it from us, then we have to keep on, we have to regenerate that. We have to, re, we have to generate that life force again to utilize it for whatever it is we need to do to uh, trauma transformation, karma transformation, um, projects that we want to complete or, or creative projects that we want to create. So it is a form of depletion that we want to recognize as is that required or is that something that we can avoid, you know? Mm. So talk to us a little bit about when you are around an energy vampire and these depletions happen, is it that... Um, what then happens to you? How How is that energy being depleted? Well, first of all, there is a very interesting um, um, association to an, a feeling. Uh, you know that, uh, that sense when people say, I feel zapped. Yes. I feel like energetically like zapped or drained. That That's what you could compare it to because... There is, there is a slow drain, um, like a slow um, energy bleeding out, so to speak, and then there's like energy zapping, where that happens like all of a sudden that energy is kind of depleted and you're wondering what just happened. You're almost, you're almost falling unconscious uh, because of the experience that you're recognizing your energy is being drained or zapped from somebody around you or somebody that even thinks of you. People can access 
to thought, to projections, even astral travel. And, um, of course, when they are close to your energy field, they can actually step into your energy field and try to take your energy from you. Um, a very important part to that is you can always reverse that and call your power back to yourself. You call your energy, your life force back to yourself. But at the same time, you also can start uh, being a step ahead of it and see, uh, have a prayer on the beginning of your day that you can um, gear towards not being drained energetically throughout the day or um, that you protect yourself or asking for protection um, throughout the day from parasitic so what energies. Would, what, would something, what would something like that prayer sound like, Lupana? Could you give us an example? Well, I would, you know, I would go like to the highest uh, uh, super uh, conscious frequency available, you know, like God, most holy creator, um, Jesus Christ, you know, what, whatever your belief system is or Buddha consciousness or universe, uh, please support me and protect me today from any uh, parasitic access, any any beings that parasitically act trying to access me, any beings or anybody that's um, uh, vampiristically or parasitically trying to take my life force. Uh, and please protect me throughout this day, throughout this week, throughout this night, so that uh, that you have like uh, you know a, a protection le- level and a protection layer that kind of helps you. It might not totally prevent it 100%, but even if you reduce it to a half of it, that means you still have 50% more energy than you had yesterday. And so mm. the better, the stronger your prayer gets because you know, uh, think about it this way. If you already know how that looks, because energetically um, you may have people in your life that are energetically draining you and you know already that you're going to meet them tomorrow, and then you can say, please support me in not being getting drained from this and this person. Uh, please support me in in maintaining and um, in containing my life force without that anybody accesses it um, uh, from that person, entities, etc. And then so that I have my full life force available so I can serve God, the universe, Christ, the creator in the best way possible. Mm. Great. And those sorts of prayers, I mean, how do they work energetically? They work with intention. Everything is intention and everything has happened and is happening throughout the day with an intention. I have an intention to go from point A to B and then um, I access the the vehicle, I walk, um, go on a bicycle, motorcycle, car, plane, train, ship, where I want to go, that's an intention, and then I get the ticket or uh, make that happen um, with the private jet, whatever is you know the appropriate way to approach it. And then you have the intention to get from point A to B. That's an intention. That's why you got to point B because you had the intention to get there. It wasn't like a, it's not a mysterious miracle. It's like it happened because you wanted it. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. We're going to go on a quick break, and when we are back, we're going to come back and talk about energy vampires. Uh, And, yeah, so stay tuned. Oh, 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. Uh, I'm your host, Anna. And if you like anything that you've been hearing today or want to find out more about Atana's work, the best way is just to Google him. It is so easy to find find Atana everywhere. He's on all the social media platforms uh, available. He has you know, an amazing YouTube ch- channel Excuse me, that you can see him and he provides offerings that people can take on board by that channel. His website has links to everything that you need there, including his courses, um, sessions with him, his links to his crystal stores. Anything that you need to know about Atana is there. All his music, his chanting, his oneness, everything. So have a look at that. We're going to be diving back into this topic today, which is energy vampires. Atana, we're going to bring you back in. Yes. I'm so happy that you're bringing me back in because I'd rather be <laughs> in than just out. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we Thank need you, you in. Look, a lot of people really, (laughs) yeah, it's always good to be in. Um, A lot of people talk about energy vampires and I've spoken, I've heard a lot from friends and I read it a lot now as well. Like I read a really interesting book called Energy Vampires at the Office. Um, There seem to be many different types of negative, difficult uh, people that are challenging to work with, um, but also just in day-to-day lives, in our families. So keeping ourselves protected and not impacted by these individuals is sometimes really challenging, especially if you live with them. Because I know, um, Carol, you had had to live with a, a particularly... Um, challenging energy vampire at one stage as well, didn't you? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So when you're living daily life or have to work with these energy vampires, it can make, it can be very, very hard at a practical level. So Atana, can we have some please tips and insights on how do you continue through your day and, and in your life recognizing that there are these people around you? Um, first of all, I mean, think about children. Children want the attention from their parents, from people around, because they need that energy to um, to grow up and to recognize who they are themselves. When when the beings are parasites, first of all, when they think they need to live off another person or another being, there's a fundamental flaw in their in their consciousness, in their awareness, because we're all connected to our source. Every being has their own source connection. So the idea that somebody is not connected and tries to get it from somebody else, it's a very, um, it's a very parasitic and very um, destructive thought, because um, what if, if all beings are gone and there's no beings left anymore, would that mean you could not feed of anything anymore, and so you're being doomed to a, a pretty bleak um, future? So the think about it this way: What if all, what if the parasitic or the vampiristic energies come to the end of the rope? There is no human left anymore, no being to feed on anymore. What's the solution, right? So it, it, you see that fundamental flaw in that theory in itself. 
right? And so when you when you realize that that ultimately everything is related and connected to their source, the first and utmost important step is connecting, reactivating our connection to our source, seeing where we disconnected ourselves, and then allowing ourselves to be fully in alignment with our source and then recharging from our source. Once we realize that, of course, the the, the course correction is taking place. The illusion is that we think we have to have somebody else to lead us, to give us energy, to give us life force. Even as an energy healer, I'm not literally healing somebody's energy. I am activating the person to recognize that they have their own self-healing abilities, their own energy healing access, and literally remind them that they can do it themselves. So Yeah, right. Right. And so my my and and if we are aware and conscious and we are limit we're releasing our limitations that we are self imposed or um karmically imposed limitations, we have our unlimited access to our source. The only reason why we are not living in our infinite, unlimited abundance of our source that our source represents is because of the filter that we put on. If we remove that mm. filter then what comes through is unfiltered, pure, unlimited life force. And the more we're receiving it, the more we're distributing it, the more we go in energetically as infinite, as chi, as prana, as orgone, as all these energies that are freely available on the planet, almost like magnetic force that's constantly freely available because of the planet being rotating and orbiting. And so that magnetic force, that electromagnetic force that's freely available 24-7 that was being already demonstrated to Tesla that everybody could have effortlessly if we harness the energy of, uh, you know, of the, um, of the electrics in the, in the uh, lightning bolts, you know, in, this, in a close to a stratosphere. So once we start harnessing that and distribute it, everybody has free electricity. There's no need for shortage, electricity shortage shortage, or energy shortage. The idea that we have to live off of something else parasitically, it's already the fundamental flaw. Because we are in this, we are in this process where we think, we think limited. Because when we think that way, we're actually going into depletion because that's like an exhaust behavior. It's like we, we're thinking... We think in terms of um, how we can burn something, how we how we can like fossil fuel something, and that means if if the resources run out, then there's nothing to burn anymore. So it's a bleak future that's unrealistic because if you really look at it, everything grows and goes to the cycles and recycles to the seasons and the different phases in life and comes back. Even life recycles itself uh, to. Mm. Um, past lives, living, life and death, etc. cycles. So our our idea of being parasites or having to live parasitic comes from attracting parasitic energies, comes from us believing that we have to be parasitic. Because in some way or form, we all have this one area in our lives where we think we have to get this from somebody else because we think we don't have it. And that's okay. Sometimes it's inspiration. Sometimes it's idea. 
songwriters go online and go on these sound clouds and listen to music and get bits and pieces and create a new song because there's an abundance of creativity. But when somebody actually tries to take your energy, that's a fundamental flaw in the in the in the bewusstsein. I want to say in the consciousness of the person, because they mm. believe they have to take your energy instead of trying to utilize their own life force, uh, creative source connection. And that's where you mm. have to make a stand and create a healthy boundary, and where you say no, thank you. Mm. I. I don't and, need to yeah, be depleted like that. Mm. But that really comes with a completely different mindset and really diving into the concepts of this work as well to have that confidence in oneself to be able to set those boundaries. I mean, don't you think, Carol, you, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go to Carol for one minute because Carol is a living example of an Atana Method practitioner. She actually heals and does work with um, clients herself. But I love your story, Carol, and find it so interesting because you're, you've been through um, the journey as well. So just coming to you for one moment, um, your experience of having enough worth and suddenly seeing um, yourself in a different light, how long did that take? Well, it took quite a bit of time. I was deep into um, suppression programming, so that took some time. But what was the thing was the like the fundamental. I call all my power back to me, right? That Atana teaches us. I call all my power back to me. I increase my self love. When I began reaffirming those things over and over again, and doing combining that with the energy work, the self-healing that Atana teaches, in the beginning, those were just words to me. Because I, I felt mm. so, I, I mean, like, as I stated earlier, it wasn't even like I felt so disempowered. I just, I was just totally in my mental body. I was just like in my head. And so I was saying the words over and over and uh, but that's that combined with the self healing that is taught in the Atana method over time does have an impact because whether or not you're aware of it every time you state that and when you reaffirm it and reaffirm it that you bring your power you call your power back to you you claim your space you're claiming your space when you do that and when you increase your self love you're starting to learn to connect to your heart and the universe is paying attention to that even if it's even if it's not fully in your awareness yet that's why it works to just keep doing it and uh, perseverance is another thing that Atana talks about just keep up the momentum persevere just keep doing it keep doing it and that's what I did until like I started to See that some things were changing. You know, I started to feel things. I started to tell the difference between when I was being drained and when I was uh, more full of my own life force and things like that. But that, mm. yes, I am a living testament to how well it works. <laughs> mm, thank you. That's great. And thanks for sharing that with us. I, I know from myself 
how I, because there's energy vampires in my life as well, and many of them I didn't even know. Uh, I wasn't aware of, of how that was draining me. So just doing this work and then having the awareness of what was going on, and Atana played a huge part uh, through one-on-one sessions that we do together to actually help me see it. And Carol, don't you think it's just actually seeing it that is the most important step? It's a very big step because awareness is is like where the transformation happens. So once you see that when you're with this person, you're being drained, then that's when you can take the counteraction and not have that happen anymore. You get to make that choice. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Thank you. We are going to go to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to continue with the topic, Energy Vampires. Stay with us. Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. I'm your host, Anna, and we have been discussing energy vampires. Um, Atana, I guess one of the most important things about, or for me, doing this work and becoming conscious and really, as you just said, creating boundaries or having enough self-awareness and self-worth to create those boundaries to then start to really fill yourself back up, so then you are also not parasitic. I think that's one of the most important things, that you are contained, that you are connected to source, that you are your best, so then you are not an energy vampire as well. That's right. And it, mm. it there's no shame in it if we have these moments where we have been maybe energy vampires ourselves, or there's no shame in it when we see somebody doing it because they just don't know better if if think about it what a limited energy you get from somebody else compared to your own source right Mm. and how how compromised the energy is that you're getting from somebody else compared to your pure source energy it's not Mm. even comparable it's so 
pure and divine when you are just getting pristine energy from your source. So what these people or beings running on is like secondary energy. It's not pristine. Mm. It's kind of like flawed in itself by who knows what karma is connected to it. So ultimately, it's no, it's no good. Because if you go into... If you go into your source connection, you can get the purest, clearest energy right away. And you can get it with the same intention as if you want to take it from somebody else. Why would you want to take it from somebody else when you, with the same effort, can get pure, pristine energy from your source by just clearing the, the, your source connection from any interferences? So the job, yeah, our, job should be, our job should be getting clear source connection energy, removing the obstacles and interferences and getting a clear, beautiful channeled, uh, pristine frequency of light from our source and having that available in the same time as we would feel we have to get it from somebody parasitic. It's like, it's so much work and so such a waste of energy. So I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, that I got to the point where I realized, you know, um, yeah, it's okay, you know, people trying to do this, and I'm freeing everyday beings and entities that are thinking that's the only way, but ultimately it's about education. If you if you show a better way, most beings, most entities say, hey, I didn't know that, thank you for telling me. Uh, if, if that's easier and more effective, why wouldn't I do it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I, it just came to me to share that... Um, as a going through school, I had dyslexia, but it was never really diagnosed. And I guess part of that condition as a child led me to have some pretty bad self-esteem. I always thought I was stupid or, you know, teachers said to me, I, you know, you're a smart girl, Anna, you just don't work hard enough. And I worked harder than anybody. And that sort of dialogue can create um, insecurities or poor self-esteem. And then I think what's happened is I've actually been available to then um, have patterns of, of energy vampires around me. And doing this work has helped me so much because I have none of those, you know, feelings anymore. I actually feel really confident in, um, in myself. Of course, I have moments where I, I doubt myself or my skills, my abilities, my talents, but generally... I, you know, those sorts of things don't happen. And, and this work has definitely um, contributed massively to that. So thank you, Atana. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm so happy that we are that we're talking about this. So when you are in these predicaments and you feel like that happens to you at work or by previous engagements or commitments, just know from now on changing your trajectory into parasite-free parasite experiences, and I would, I would highly urge you do a parasite cleanse too, you know, that where you clear mm. your digestive system of parasites, your energy um, clearing from that will even go as far as you're having a clear thought process, less interference, and even clearer energy by just clearing your, uh, the parasitic energies in the digestive system. Even that will free you up tremendously. And that yeah, uh, right. translates... Mm. And you are a big fan of having vegan, raw food to be able to help that process, aren't you? 
Yes, absolutely. And, and eating as healthy as you can. But you know what? I'm not food shaming either. If you have, if you eat and you're still in a place where you feel like you have to eat a steak or you have to eat a fish or eggs, just make sure you say a good prayer because everything is connected to source and make sure that you understand you are probably taking that being, supporting that being into its transformation. There's no, not really any shame in it if you have the, the sacredness and the love for that being in it too. And, um, and that's really something I, I highly um, recommend because even if you eat organic versus non-organic, you actually create more parasites because that organic stuff is less sprayed. So mm. parasite cleanses is something that you want to do two, three times a year just to make sure your system is clear. And there can be parasites mm. in about anything you touch and um, anything you eat. So it's okay because remember, bacteria are our friends. The good bacteria in our digestive system help us to create also B vitamins and help us break the food down. Mm, mm. Okay, thank you for sharing that with us. Carol, I'm just going to come back to you for a moment, please, um, on this topic of energy vampires. I would love just to hear any final words you've got to say just around um, what we were talking about before about reclaiming your own energy. I remember several, quite a few years back having the idea in, in a discussion with Atana about this idea that we can, you know, that we have our own source connection and everyone else has their own source connection and it's okay for everybody to have to work with their own life force and I remember having a the visual in my mind was this you know this beam of light at with me from me to source and then seeing the people around me and my family and my co-workers um, each being connected to their own beam of light um, to source and I found that really helpful in giving me that self-awareness and that empowerment that I needed because I was, as I said, I was so well-programmed into um, allowing others to take my life force and probably I was taking others too. But that created that visual for me of like we're all here interacting together, but we all have our own source connection, this, you know, abundant source connection and just uh, seeing that that light, um, that beam of light from from each person helped me to remember that we all have this at our hands. You know, we all have our own source connection. Yeah, that's a great image for people. And I guess there's lots of uh, meditations and all sorts of things that we can do to help ground that even further in. Um, and I guess as we've been talking about this, what has come to me is that, you know, energy vampires are often just people that are in need as well and they need help because they have, uh, as Atana said, had that um, program or that filter that that is blocking them from realising their connection to source. So in some ways, I guess we need to have that empathy and compassion as difficult as that is. Uh, for energy vampires. Is that right, Atana? 
Absolutely. And have, having compassion and unconditional love available for everybody involved in this process. Um, and and what, what kind of life is that, like having to take it from other people? And some then have to hide it energetically and and operate that way. And um, we have to know that everybody has their own source connection and can connect themselves to source. That doesn't mean that if you recognize an energy vampire, that they're going to be just openly going to just talk to you about it. First of all, they're going to just feel, <laughs> uh, they're going to feel seen and they may, may even push back really hard and make make it look like you're doing it whatever their strategy is to cover their their tracks, you know. So it's not about something that even needs to be um, obviously openly discussed because that person probably doesn't want to be recognized. So what what needs to happen is that there needs to be a, a, a sense of compassion and a, a level of protection that makes you not vulnerable to that either. Because mm. where have you been? Um, and I teach this in the classes too, how we recognize the faucets and the installations um, that are still in our systems from our parents, that still where people can still hook or, or um, you know or hook up hoses or energetic um, uh, energetically and then uh, actually can still drain us. We ha- actually have to remove these uh, these uh, not just it's not just cord cutting. A lot of people just think, oh, I'm just going to cut the cords to that parasitic person. No, the, the cord is just a garden hose. That, that person just going to get another garden hose and hook right back in. So the, the cord mm. cutting would really just, you know, you have a scissor and you're cutting the hose. But then that person gets another hose. What if they get a stronger hose? What they get an industrial hose? What if they get a steel pipe? So think about it, removing the faucet on, in the long run. Any faucets that are still in our systems from our parents, from our father, from our childhood that are still in our system, but we have these faucets where we happily gave our life force so that we were appreciated more. Because when we were tiny, the thing that we were giving was life force because we weren't able to support our parents at work, so we supported them with more life force. And in these mm. more life force, a lot of their parents don't know to have to that they have to remove these faucets. And so our job mm. is energetically to remove these faucets um, so that nobody can turn them on or drain us energetically. Well, on that topic, we're going to have to bring the show to a close. I think we can even have a whole show dedicated to faucets. <laughs> Uh, we might do that even in a few weeks' time. But I've really enjoyed this discussion today. Um, Carol, I could have listened to you talk for a really long time um, in that initial discussion just about your experience with energy vampires. So thank you, Carol. That was great. Welcome. Thank you. Nice. And Atana, as always, you are just brilliant and mesmerising and you are, and you just have this energy about you that is so special and so pure and so healing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I guess that's why so you do what you do. Yeah. yeah, and I just wanted to thank you, and I'm going to just hand over to you to say goodbye to our listeners on the way out. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. I love you, we love you, and we're grateful that you're tuning in, and we're grateful that 
we reach more and more places on this beautiful planet. And just know you have support. You're not alone on your journey. You have resources. You have information. You have tools. Start waking up. Utilize tools. Get in touch um, with um, the Atana method. Get in touch with any form of support um, that's required. There is a lot, a lot of information out there. Don't be afraid that you're going to get overwhelmed. You have to think it uh, about it this way. You are coming from the infinite. All this information is not going to consume you. You are coming from the infinite. So this is nothing compared to where you're coming from. So dive into it. Learn about it. Be the full potential that you are. If you are going from the outside learning, go and you want to shift it, go into the inside learning where you already know everything because you're connected to all of existence. Activate this oneness consciousness. We're all one. We love you, and we are grateful that you're tuning in. Thank you so much. Thank you, Atana. Goodbye, listeners. Thank you to our sponsors. Come back next week because we've got more for you. Thank you.